Welcome back to the Keeping It Together podcast. I'm Sabrina. And my name's Alyssa. And welcome to episode 2.8. I was summoning you with my powers. Did you see me with that? Oh, my God. You guys missed it. But before we started recording this episode, um, I we were going to play the intro music. And like I booped the mic. But when I booped it, it made a pause. And I was like, oh, my God. It was me. It, it was, was me. me that did this. So I was using my powers to summon Sabrina to bring us in. You were sitting there for a long time. <laughs> it's going to be great on the video. I'm, I'm going to put that on the Instagram. That was really good. Uh, it's cool. Well, guys, before we jump into it, we have a very special guest to introduce you today. Um, it's been a long time coming to bring you on the show. You've been I, you've been a friend of mine for a while. You also have your own podcast. You are absolutely fabulous. Guys, please give a warm Keeping it together, welcome to Nicole Spencer, host Hi. of the Blender Kitchen podcast. <laughs> also, another fun fact about Nicole: when we had our live show, oh my over god, the summer, if you didn't hear at the live show, she just like she showed up out. and she just helped us out with a bunch of stuff going on. She, she was, there was so a lot amazing, of guys. It was uh, a lot of crazy stuff happening that day, were, and Nicole helped us you out. Were one of our saviors that day, Aww. truly one of our saviors, mm-hmm. running around to tell people on the street. Helping us with the food truck, helping us get people in the door, making sure people paid. Important. Important. The yes. important <laughs> things. Well, welcome to the show. Thank you. So glad you could join us today for episode 2.8. I'm excited. So we were telling you before the show, we have some new segments that we're doing this season. Um, the first segment is a fun one. It is called, What's Your Struggle? I haven't made the voiceover yet, but that's what I'm doing until I actually make the voiceover. <laughs> Because it's supposed to be like echoes of like, whoa, whoa, what's your, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'll be good at some point. One day. But what's your struggle is our version of your daily higher lows. But we're just talking about the lows. We're talking about that one thing that really pissed you off today or maybe this week that you couldn't get over. It could be whatever it is. The first thing that comes to your head has to be what you speak. So, I am Nicole. so prepared because this happened as I was on my way to this recording. Oh, So, Nicole. All right. What's your struggle? <laughs> it's amazing. I, I think you were hoping that I was going to join in there. I was, and you didn't do anything to help me. Well, you also did it while I was coughing, so <laughs> that's not my fault. That's not my problem. Not my fault. Sorry for my bodily functions. <laughs> I don't need to know about your bodily fu- fluids. Gross. Okay, so I'm popping into Culture Coffee, which is this really cute like a little mini plug here this really cute like fair trade hippy dippy brooklyn s coffee vegan but, are they vegan uh, i was just gonna guys, add on to like all the typical brooklyn things i am not a fan of veganism i'm sorry mm. it's gross it is gross but <laughs> i do love a good vegan chocolate chip cookie no i digress what it's no good chocolate it's good chocolate no is it chocolate though yeah, it, it is. is chocolate okay yeah yeah but it's like dark chocolate Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but so I was popping into Culture Coffee and this gross ass man. Oh, no. This already sounds bad to start out with. <laughs> this gross ass man is like waving me down and I've got my earbuds in. I can't really hear him. I don't really care to hear him because the beauty of living in a city is that you don't have to talk to people. Yes. It's great. It's fantastic. And there's this unwritten code that when you're walking down the street and you make eye contact with someone, that's like the most communication that can happen Mm -hmm. if you don't know them. Oh, yeah. That's 100% a thing in New York. 100% a thing. This man didn't get the memo. Mm. So he was like actively waving me down. I'm like, oh, maybe he's lost. Maybe he's a tourist and he needs some help. So are you lost? So um, I took one earbud out and I was like, hello? And he goes, hi. Hello. Stop. <laughs> Why? Why? Nothing else. I was like, can, can I help you? He says, you can say hello. Stop. Did you say hello? No. Good. Don't. I, I don't want to talk to you at all. Who does that? Who taught you how to interact with human beings? That's why I'm so confused. <laughs> People amaze me. People never cease to amaze me in this That's city. my struggle for today. Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's it? Like the conversation didn't go further? No, that was it. That was the in, the entire interaction. Demanding wonder, a hello and then being upset that I don't want to speak to you. I wonder if he was like trying to hit on you. Oh, God. Oh, I bet you that's what was happening. He had, like, five teeth. It sucks to be a woman with that. Like, you could just look at someone to be like, don't look at me. But yeah. then they just, like, feel more invited. I'm like, no, I'm not inviting you anywhere. I'm not speaking to you. I'm looking at you. Like, go away. Look, my rule in life is you have to stay strapped with two very important things. Resting bitch face. Mm. A mm-hmm. non-mechanical knife less than four inches you mean the one that you keep in your boot i got a new boot knife oh so fun fact about nicole one of the reasons why i love her is when we when her and i first met that was the first thing she showed me she was like do you want to see my boot knife and like pulls it right out (laughs) it has like this really cute little clip on it it's like super decorative but because it's so delicate it's not really practical for is it in your boot right now no these boots are too short damn and the new opportunity yeah the new one has a short blade but a really long body and it like looks hefty it's more for camping so it's harder to fit in my not to like shift somebody on the train yeah but gerber was having a sale over black friday so i think i'm in the market for a new boot knife there you go Stay strapped. It's all good. I used I to. I love that. You're I packing. Still, I still have it somewhere, but I have like this key. Like it looks like a key, and then you flip it and out. It flips and it has out like, a little, little knife. knife. Oh, those are it's good. Like, it's like enough to shake. I have. Yeah. I haven't had it with me in a while. Oh, it's fantastic. One and of sorry. I have I'm a my, knife in my jacket. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I know. It's a little guy. Just Man, I'm actually one. I'm playing it real stupid. I'm not bringing any type of protection on me. My mom's gonna hear this and she's gonna be pissed. She's gonna be like, I know. What are you doing? I hope she's my mom doesn't mail hear you this a knife. because the reason I started carrying one was I almost got jumped on the subway by a homeless man. What? Yeah, it was really scary. Not my struggle today, but I guess I could talk about it as my struggle. I was taking um, the B train from Brooklyn into the city because I was staying in Scotts and. It's right before it goes over the Brooklyn Bridge and this man comes on the train. He runs into me. First of all, he runs into me, has these newspapers with him and drops them everywhere. So me being a nice Southern Floridian girl, I'm picking them up for him. And he goes, don't be touching my shit. Why are you touching my shit? Why are you touching my newspapers? Getting in my face pushes me up against the subway door. No, 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 no. Thank God these two men on each side of me saw what was happening. Get up, come between us and start yelling at this guy like don't you dare touch a woman like that don't you dare do that how could you do this to some yeah. girl and the guy one of the guys stayed on with me on the train until i got off to make sure like i was safe and like walked me off the train and made sure he wasn't going to follow me that was really nice i yeah. know it was one of the scariest train moments i think i've ever had yeah, and that's, that's why i started carrying a knife like just a little pocket knife almost it's not in my purse here in the studio, but I have a little pouch in my jacket. It's kind of hard to get it, but it's enough. If I feel unsafe, I could reach in and grab it. Yeah. I've never had to use it, thankfully. Good. But that's Good. all I would ever carry on me. I don't believe in carrying guns on you. Any I of mean, that. if we lived in a different place, like maybe a more remote place. I don't think I still – I still don't think I would carry one. It's just not my thing. Uh, I would. But it. I would have to be like – like, I'm going to – there's a possibility that I'm going to get caught in a dark road and, like, the nearest town is uh, five miles away driving. Yeah. Like yeah. That, one of those situations. I gotcha. hmm I just don't trust myself with one. Mm, fair enough. I'm very klutzy. Oh, God. I'm very klutzy. Like, that's <laughs> they more – They make safeties. I'm still really klutzy. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. It doesn't matter if there's a childproof lock on it. Like, I'm still a klutz. It's fine. Sabrina, what's your struggle today? Nothing related to anything that you guys talked about. <laughs> it don't have to be related. It's supposed to be unrelated. No, I know. Uh, my struggle today is actually my cat. Oh. What so, that bitch do? It's what she's not doing. So believe it or not, Lula does not like a certain food that I bought her. Oh. Like, so my my cat is like, she's all about the wet food. Like, I had to switch her a while back. She kept getting sick from dry food, and it's a very common thing with cats. Yeah. I recall this had happened in my bedroom. I'm Gross. sorry. I'm sorry. Um, She felt comfortable in there. What do you want to tell? What, what do you want me to tell you? She um, should not feel comfortable in there. It's not her bedroom. <laughs> so, anyways. Bitch. Um, I have, I medicated wet food for her, and then I'll also buy... Uh, Blue Buffalo. I like the Blue Buffalo brand. I think it's a really good brand for pets. And there's a pet store not far from our apartment, and it's like a tiny, like, uh, 
personal owned almost boutique. like a deli like, size but it's a pet store like a small it's like deli. it's like a family owned pet store it's not like a pet smart or anything oh, like, like that like a bodega but for yeah pets. exactly so exactly i i like to go there and like support small businesses and i went in and i got two 24 packs of two different buffalo blue buffalo brands one was tuna the other was salmon lula does not like the salmon. Oh, she's not a salmon girl. It's killing me because I'll open up the food bowl and I'll, like I'll like I'll just give her a little can because it's like a little two ounce yeah. can. I'll give it to her. She'll start eating it for like maybe like ten seconds. And then she walks away and she like barely touches it. So I've been like trying to mix it with other food because the cat food is not cheap. Right. right. So I've eaten my obviously cat don't buy it again. But I'm you not, still got to use it until it's gone. I know. I, I have to use it. So like she'll eat it. It's just not her favorite thing. Yeah. So I've been like trying to like mix it with other food. Mm-hmm. And she's starting to get smart and getting around that. No. So it's making me upset. I'm going to have to put all that stuff away when I'm gone for Christmas because somebody's going to be yeah. coming and feeding her. And I don't want them to give her the salmon and then she like doesn't eat it. Yeah. You know, well, right. how old is Lula? Yeah. How old is she? She's four. Okay. So she's, so uh, I have an, a cat as well. Mm-hmm. She's about 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. She's an old cat. She She's a real old cat. <laughs> she's really old. <laughs> um, But we, I've, I've only had her for about like five or six years, but she's also super picky. Younger cats though, and disclaimer, I'm not a vet. At all. I just have dealt with this super picky cat. You know a lot of knowledge when it comes to animals, though. Um, So younger cats, if especially when you're not home and that's the only thing available, they will eat. Like, she won't starve. She'll definitely eat. Um, Is it the pate or is it, like, the... Like, is it a gross paste or is it, like, chunks? No, it's, like, chunks. No. So we're, so we're medicated food is chunks. Um, oh, is that not the salmon one? The salmon one is, like... It's all mushy. Mm. Like she might not like the texture. She she might not. Um, so I won't do that. I mean, it's like the blue buffalo wilderness as well. Yeah, it was just like I didn't want to buy a shit ton of tuna because I because I'm also afraid of her getting tired of eating the same food all the time. Yeah, which is good. You should mix it up between both. Yeah, of them. you know what you could do. Um, you can mix in like. Um, little bits of boiled pumpkin to get it like some more texture or fresh pet is like ooh interesting like they're softer kibbles so it's a fresh food but it's still like pressed into a kibble it's not dry okay. at all you have to keep it in the fridge but you can also freeze it although once it's unthawed you have to use it like within 7 days so okay. you could like get just one bag of fresh pet and divide it up and freeze a little bit and keep some of it thawed and just like mix that in and it, like see if it's a texture thing because she might eat it or Look she might just you, not like Nicole salmon the cat master well that's good to know but also that that reminds me this morning i did mix her medicated food and the salmon together and she ate and it. the medicated food has the chunks in it and i like looked at the plate that the food was on and she she pretty much ate almost all of it except for this last little bit of what I know was the salmon. Oh, that's good. So could it could thing. be the texture thing. Now that yeah. okay, good to know. Because I know Bagheera, like if she can't like get it all off, she hates like licking the bowl. So sometimes well, it'll flatten have, out. Like I think the thing with the dry food was the texture. They wore these hard pellets. Yeah, she can't. So chew I don't it, think right? you can chew those. I don't think she can chew those hard pellets. Yeah, because that's what she would literally throw up was just the hard pellet pellets. itself. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's the nice thing about fresh. Pet, it's super soft. You can even like mush it in your fingers. Well, that might be good for her. Yeah, because Bagheera, um, that's my cat. Look at that. Keep it together. Help you find your problems. <laughs> help you solve all of your problems. She's on um, a kidney food, and so she's on like a dry blue buffalo. And then we were on the fresh pet. But when you have, your cat has kidney disease, you have to really watch the protein. And mm. I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, she has to have a wet and a dry. Like she right. and I can't mix it because she'll like eat around it. But I that's why I found like I I spent the money. So hopefully you don't have to. <laughs> uh, hopefully it works for your cat. Yeah. So that way Sabrina can try it too. Um, all right. Well, let's get into what we want to talk about today. We're really excited to kind of learn more about you, your life, your own podcast that you have. You are also a fellow podcaster. Um, which is super exciting. So I think first, like, tell us why did you start a podcast? Like, what kind of led you to that journey? Um, well, I love 
interesting fun facts that are also completely useless in life. Love that. <laughs> love that so much. Things that are just fun to know. And I love um, – sorry. Um, I love food, mm-hmm. which is ironic because I don't eat a lot of it. Um, but I love learning about it. I really love learning, like, the origins of where things come. Like, why do we think apple pie is American? You know, True. like – why do true, we eat true. turkey for Thanksgiving? Um, and at the same time, I had started a romance book podcast with my sister. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, it's called Book Nasty. Love oh. that. <laughs> Check it out, people. Book Nasty. Yeah. Um, and we it's like a mini book club slash book review. We'll read one romance novel a week and then we'll dissect In a week? it. It's they're like the short like train ones. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, and we'll dissect it and like mostly just talk shit of, <laughs> to one another for like an I mean, hour. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. That's like the only way I would know how to do it. Yeah. So once we started doing that, I was like, oh, I guess I guess I can have an outlet for like these weird fun tidbits. So I had already had a blog called Blender Kitchen, Mm -hmm. uh, which was kind of the same thing. It was a recipe that I had made followed by like the history of where the recipe came from. So when I started the podcast, I kind of just took that whole format and Mm -hmm. like translated it over into like an audio situation. Like almost like an audio book type of thing. Um, so there's, we're still working out like a great like flow. So every episode is different right now, but typically it's like, um, the origin of whatever it is. Okay. And then like how it is today and like how it plays into our lives and, or in pop culture or like for our spooky Halloween episode, um, we did, pumpkins and jack-o'-lanterns so then it was like a little bit of story time with the story of stingy jack love that um and then at the end there's a recipe that's awesome yeah that's such a cool idea now where did you come up with the name of blender kitchen so when i first started cooking i made a ton of mistakes just Mm. constantly burning things and even when i had first started that blog um and i was making recipes to put on the blog. I learned I made so many mistakes with timing and actually writing the recipe out and mm. tra- or not just writing the recipe out like translating that to a way where other people not just me could read the instructions and make the food. Um that I was like I'm just making a ton of like mistakes and I was going to call it mistake kitchen. I was like that is not very refined. <laughs> So honestly, a thesaurus, yeah, a thesaurus helped me come up with Blender. Love that. Yeah. Very interesting name. Yeah, that's pretty good. Because I, I, when we were trying to figure out names for our podcast, oh my god, <sighs> they were rough. It was, it was rough. <laughs> we, it, we took like two days to figure out our name. Really? Yeah. I mean, we were going probably honestly more than that, but I remember like two full days working on a name and trying to figure out what we wanted to be called. Well, that's smart, though, because you're putting, like, thought into it. And I was literally like, I had this name, and I think it'll still work. We were almost going to call ourselves Mom, I'm Trying. Oh, what? What? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not too late. It could be your well, byline. Well, it really roll off the tongue a lot. There's not a lot you can do with it other than, like, keeping it together. Like, you can shorten it. You can make it an acronym. Well, you could add it as a byline. True. Like, merch with Mom, I'm Trying. Mm-hmm. Or That's dad, I'm good. trying. Yeah, you know, or dad, don't, I'm trying. We don't discriminate. Yeah. That is true. Or just, I'm trying. Ooh. Out here trying. That, oh, what a great throw out pillow. Here try- wow, wait, that's actually good. Wow. That's a good quote. Out Make here it trying. into like a t shirt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with like KIT on the back of it. We should make Ooh. jerseys. Yes. Jerseys would Ooh, be a good pennies. idea. Mm. I would wear that to work. Just kidding. If my boss is listening, I would not wear that to work. It's okay. I can tell him. <laughs> For those who don't know, my boyfriend Scott uh, works with Nicole, which is how we met each other. Um, it's okay. I got him on lock. I can. T- I'll tell him what you want, girl. <laughs> I'm gonna come to work dressed in a penny. All right, I'm gonna tell him. Okay, I'm gonna tell him it's okay. Wait, is Scott her boss? Scott's my yeah, boss. Yeah, Scott's her boss. I did not know that. Wow, really? <laughs> pieces are coming together now. Honestly, I ain't gonna. That's lie. why we laughed. All all the stuff you guys do, I try and keep track. Everybody does something different. I just know you all work in an office. 
you all, like, I know the general relation. I know you work in ads. I know you work at, like, a... <laughs> it's no, like it's, it's like really fancy company of Scott. Yeah, it's We're like financial the, um, services. Yes, you you help people with debt for the average consumer. Oh. So yes, but like <laughs> a whole a, a whole bunch of you do debt. like a bunch of different stuff there. Yeah, like, I don't even do the thing that I was hired to do, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. It's just like a new. You evolved into something. Yeah. New. We like we saw a need for a different kind of role, and I was asked to fill that, and I I enjoy it. I like it, and that's all that matters. Yeah, you like what you're doing. Yeah, I do want to touch back on something you said about your podcast that I think is really interesting for those who haven't listened. To it, um, she has this great intro where she kind of like, if you're just picking up on an episode randomly, um, she explains really really well about what the kind of the point of what Blender Kitchen is and. It's about food culture and how it's defined in so many different parts of the world. And I love that, how tying culture and history together and how food is kind of one of those things that bring people together. Um, so I kind of want to touch on that a lot today. Yeah. And just some different aspects to it. And I think the first one is getting your opinion on do you think that certain foods are only good during a time of year? The reason I ask that is because winter, mm-hmm. the season we're in right now when we're recording this, is known to be – a big comfort food season. Yeah. Soups, chili. Chili's a big thing. With chili's when the, amazing. You know, it's amazing. But I know so many people, they limit to them, themselves certain food during the year. And I know some of it is more because of, like, farming. Obviously, yeah. certain vegetables and whatnot. That makes sense. But I feel like there's other foods you could eat all year round. I would say it depends on what your particular sensibilities are. Like, mm-hmm. I know there there's a huge push. And rightfully so, about eating sustainably and eating um, what's available during certain growing seasons. And, like, I get that. I support that. But then it's also, like, do you want to just eat corn and squash all winter? Because that's what your CSA produced last and what you have frozen. Yeah, and I you hate know? squash. I can't stand the vegetable. What? I know. I'm it's weird. It's delicious. Hate oh, squash. Good thing I love corn. Hate eggplant. <laughs> like I'm from the Midwest. It's kind of uh, like – Yeah. We love have to. You have corn. to – It's you – in fact, they they export you to a different part of the country if you don't like corn. Really? Yeah. Where do you go? Um, California. Interesting. You just eat avocados. Um, yeah. But not even because that's the shortage now. Oh, I just watched uh, the documentary Rotten and I watched the episode on avocados. So good, right? No, I felt awful. I mean, I feel awful, but it's a great <laughs> docuseries. Oh, it's an excellent – it's so well done. But I I, I don't want to eat any food or do anything now. I totally feel that. That's why I drink. Yeah. <laughs> That's depressing. Are you okay? I am okay. It was a joke. <laughs> it was a joke. Um, but in terms of like, I think for myself, there are certain foods that I'll only eat during certain times of the year. Like soup is almost entirely relegated to winter. But well, yeah. I live in New York City and that's – you can't eat soup comfortably in the summer because you, the outside is melting, your body is melting, mm-hmm. and why would you raise your body temperature yeah. even, like, a little bit willingly? Mm-hmm. Um, Which I respect. But sometimes I run a really good ramen or a good pho in the summer. Well, the good news is there are, are fuzz that I consider summer fuzz, mm-hmm. and then there are some that are a little bit hardier that I think are great for winter. Like, in the summer, I would do, like, a vegetarian one that's heavily scallion-based, a lot of cilantro because it's, like, mm-hmm. light and refreshing. Mm-hmm. It's chicken-based broth. Um, you could even, like, throw some rice noodles in there. It Love. seems just like – you're like, oh, yes, this is – what a great palate cleanser, right? Mm-hmm. And then the winter you can have, like, the heavier one, the beef-based broth, the pork – Oh yeah, brisket. Brisket. I, I don't rib. eat pork, so I don't know any of the terminology. I, there's this pho shop by me. They make the best um, spicy beef pho I've with short it. rib. It's a it's a it's a cure all. If if you are hungover, and you think that you can't make it through work, literally just one spoonful of this pho mm-hmm. will. resurrect you oh it's life changing it's amazing oh it's definitely life changing (sighs) this is really hard I'm like starving right now I know (laughs) I ate before this thank god oh I did not I did not have time I had a grilled cheese it was I had a lobster grilled cheese Ooh, it was so good but it's something I would only eat in the winter like lobster's a summer food but I can't do it I'm I'm with you I because here's the thing 
whenever I feel like lobster is one of those things, especially in the Northeast where they're like, oh, come get a lobster roll, you know, cool down with a nice, cool lobster right, right. salad. I'm like, it's hot. It's hot. And y'all out here eating shellfish. It's hot. But shellfish is also good in the summer. Like lobster season back where I'm from is the end of July through mid-September. Because that's, that's when they're molting and it's like and you go down, available. Right? But then die. it's hot. And all I can think is, how long was this fish just chilling out here in the heat before you gave true, it to me True, true, true. But that's why you freeze them. I guess. I For me, it just feels like winter is a better Man, time. You know what? I'm going to disagree with you on that one. Really? I'm really going to. I think lobster is a summer food. I would say like any kind of seafood. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel like any kind of seafood is more for the summer because when I think of seafood, I think of like beaches. Uh, I think okay. of like those warm, sunny places that where getting fish from those places is really good. True. true you true. know? Mm-hmm. But fish and chips feels more like a winter because mm-hmm. it's like heavy you're gonna be tired anyway it's that heavier feeling with like yeah. you said there's more substance with it and i guess it also depends on like what's the climate where you live like if you live in a place that's colder in the winter you're gonna want like quote-unquote heavier foods more like well it comes with this natural instinct in us to, to hibernate wanna... <laughs> exactly i mean that's a thing that's why people put on more weight in the winter than they do the summer Mm-hmm. Because oh, our, yeah. you know yep. this, you tell me this all the Bulking time. Bulking up. <laughs> our bodies naturally are hungrier. We want to eat more. It's to prevent us from dying in the cold. Yeah, literally. It's our body's natural response to mm-hmm. hibernation. Because Since back in the we day, don't get to hibernate. No, I wish. I really wish we could. How nice would that be? That would like be a solid like, three-month break. Oh, oh my God, man. I would love that. Are you kidding me? Um, the other thing I want to talk about, by, when we're recording this right now, it's the holiday season, but by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a few weeks before Valentine's Day. One of the things that has always interests me between food and history is the relationship it has with holidays. Not, I'm not talking birthdays. I'm not talking anniversaries. Like holidays in general, thinking Easter, mm-hmm. Christmas, Thanksgiving, New Year's being kind of a, a time for a lot of food. Yeah. Valentine's Day, Halloween, any of these holidays have some sort of food relevance to them or they have a food relationship that's specific to that holiday. Yeah. Like when you think of Christmas, what is the food that you think of you have? Oh, well, I'm Caribbean. So for me, it's black cake, which is a kind of rum cake, which um, rum cake, though, has a huge relationship with Christmas. Doesn't matter yeah. where it's where you're at, though. Yeah, it's uh, that's actually episode nine of Blender. Oh, Kitchen. check it out. y'all. Black we'll cake. link it in our bio. Um, because for me, that's like the thing that you eat during Christmas. It's I that is for a lot of foods. I'll be like, oh, I only eat that during the summer. But in all, in all honesty, if I'm having a craving for it, I'll eat it. I only eat black cake around the week of Christmas because it requires marination of the fruit for at least a month in rum and wine. A month. Yeah, I actually marinate a month? a month at least. You wait a month to eat something? No, no, no. You make you wait a month to even bake it. So there's got to be a better way. I've there's mari- got to be a better way. No, it's great. I've been marinating my fruit for a year in the freezer. <gasps> it's. I opened it up the other day. It smells like I made rum punch. Wow. It just smells wow. like rum. It's amazing. <laughs> it just smells that like rum. sounds so good. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I only eat that during the holiday. First of all, it's super rich. It's, like, not a cake that you want to be eating every day. True. It's probably really sweet. There's yeah. got a lot of flavors to it, a lot of good texture with yeah. it as well, that comfort food. Yeah. But for me, like, that smell, I'm like, oh, it's Christmas time. Like, that's when I have to, like, if I'm not in the holiday spirit, that'll put me in the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Um I have a question yeah. for you. Okay. So first of all, I'm just – I get very curious when I learn about like people's histories or whatever. Um, what country of the Caribbean? My mom is Jamaican and my okay. dad is Belizean. So oh, wow. Jamaican-Belizean. That is so cool. Love that. So, I, you know, obviously you celebrate Christmas and obviously, yeah. obviously your parents celebrate Christmas. Yeah. How does celebrating the holidays down there – how does it compare to up here? Because I feel like there's different – there's a little bit of different traditions, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. There are. But my parents have always like – they there was like this huge push – for us to be like more American oh, okay. because my brother and I were born here. We went to American schools and they remember like because my mom came over when she was 13. So she like went through high school and oh, she wow. didn't want us to like have that awkward like be the quote unquote weird kids. 
Um, but My I would say the biggest thing is there aren't really Christmas trees. Like they don't really do Christmas trees. So up until I was like 14, we didn't really do Christmas trees. Oh, wow. Yeah, Florida, we did palm trees. Oh. I shit you not. Like, I mean, really? we would have like Christmas sense. trees in your home, but people I know used to get fake palm trees and dress those up. Oh, yeah. We didn't do any tree at all. Mm-hmm. And it, it never felt weird. Um, okay. It, I like it. My friends had Christmas trees because I'm, I grew up in the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. from so, Chicago. Yeah. So everyone else had a Christmas tree, but it didn't feel like, oh, why don't we have a Christmas tree? Yeah, right, right. You know, but like now that I'm older, I'm like, I have to have a tree. It's not Christmas <laughs> unless I have a tree. But growing up, it didn't feel like that. Yeah. I guess um, it's all about food. Caribbean, all Caribbean holidays are just about getting together with your friends and your relatives and stuffing everyone as full as possible. And I mean like all occasions, weddings, birthdays, funerals. Love that. Christmas. Easter. That's the best kind yeah. of culture. Oh, it's fantastic. That's all that I want are family and friends who just want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was I was just curious because honestly, when Alyssa asked the question of like, what food do you think of during Christmas? In my mind, I just immediately went ham. Like, oh. I didn't even realize that rum cake was a big part of Christmas. Yeah. Oh. Um, and especially I've never even Florida. heard of black cake. Oh, it's so, delicious. But me, I've know, never heard of black cake either. I'm going to deliver some to you yes, guys. Please do. But, you know, me growing up in, you know, northeastern Ohio. Yeah. Um, you know, my parents, obviously, they're they're from the area as well. So, um, you know, we have like, I wouldn't, I don't want to call it traditional because everybody has their own traditions. But we have, I guess, maybe like the stereotypical like Christmas food. Ham, yeah. Like, like the pineapple ham. rings on top. Yes. With like the corn and the mashed potatoes. Yeah. And like. Mm. You know, and then we have cookies and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it's always interesting to hear, you know, how, you know, different cultures do celebrate the holiday. Yeah. See, mine is prime rib and key lime pie. I think that's a specific oh. your family thing. I've never heard that before. Prime rib is like the Christmas dinner that we always have. My dad, I don't know what he puts in it, but it tastes like crack. <laughs> it's so good. I, f- I want to eat it all the, uh, that whole day. And then key lime pie because my mom has her own key lime tree. So we'll pick Stop. them in either the summer when they're in harvest and put them in the freezer. And then we use those key limes and make authentic key lime pie. Oh, that sounds amazing. See, now, now I think it's like very... Like, it depends on where you live. Yeah. I feel like that determines. Like, really oh, I should also add in, Christmas. like, prime rib and lobster, like, the things. We would always yeah. have a seafood plus a meat because the seafood would be either from lobstering that year. Our friends who lobster all the time, yeah. they'll bring them and then we'll boil them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or have grouper. Grouper's a big thing, too. The only seafood we have is that frozen shrimp cocktail that you buy from the store. <laughs> that we you have, have to, to buy. We have to buy it or else my grandpa will throw a fit. He I love a shrimp good cocktail, shrimp cocktail. I don't but my like grandma's shrimp. allergic to shellfish. <laughs> so like we have well, to keep her go. away it's from separate. it. But like it's my separate. grandpa will eat like half the plate, so we have to have that. But the ones we get at Publix, which is God's gift to the earth, um, is Publix grocery store. If you've They're never okay. what? Meyer is better. <laughs> no, Meyer's not better. Nobody Meyer makes a is pub better. sub. Nobody makes a pub sub the way that Publix you does. You can get a I love pound of macaroni eagle. and cheese at Meyer. Nope, that's not why I go to a grocery store. I want a really good bakery and I want a good deli. But Publix is known for their subs that they make. They make chicken tender pub subs. Gross. What? what? It's not gross. You just said the words chicken tender and bread together. What cheese they put on those subs? Whatever cheese you want. Why are we putting cheese on breaded chicken? Have you ever? It's not always breaded. Sometimes it's unbreaded. That's not a chicken tender. All right, listen. It doesn't have to be like heavily breaded. (laughs) Chicken tender sandwich with white cheddar. Mm -hmm. Barbecue sauce. Honey mustard and barbecue sauce. Who came up with this recipe? Me. Just now. (laughs) Did you... Just now. I I have a question to ask, but I feel like I can't ask, ask it, it on air. Ask it. Did you smoke beforehand? Oh, ah! my God. That feels like something no. you would come up with when you're high. I'm very hungry. That's the problem. <laughs> if you the like only those thing foods and you today, like those combinations. The only thing I've eaten today is a granola bar and a coffee. Do you want and this Snickers? is my second coffee. No, I mean, I I have an orange in my bag. but There you go. Maybe I'll try and like run and get a sandwich on the break, but... No, if anything, I'm, like, super energized on coffee right now. Oh, I'm jacked up on this cold brew. That's for sure. It's it's nitro cold brew. Love. Oh, my God. That's that's why I'll be fine. (laughs) Twitching out a little bit. Um, Well, before this episode ends, I really want to touch on one of the holidays coming up and get your thoughts on it. So we're really close to Valentine's Day at this point. Mm -hmm. 
And it's always interesting to me that chocolate has such an association with Valentine's Day. Yeah. But it's not even considered an aphrodisiac, or is it? It's not really considered one. Like, when I think of aphrodisiac foods, it's always interesting because some of them are gross, like oysters. Yeah. I will never understand why that's an aphrodisiac. So, um... My question to you first is what are your thoughts on foods that are centered around Valentine's Day like this or those that are considered aphrodisiacs? Um, I think foods that are considered aphrodisiac are specific to different regions. So like you mentioned oysters. I feel like that's a very Eastern idea Mm -hmm. of like oysters being an aphrodisiac whereas in a lot of other places things that are aphrodisiacs aren't necessarily things that we would consider edible like tiger something couscous is considered one i'm just picking foods from that friends episode when monica made all (laughs) aphrodisiac foods for that boyfriend she had in one of like the time travel episodes of like when things were supposed to they were on a break after they were on a break (laughs) But it, I looked a lot of this up, and you're—I mean, you're right. Obviously, it is have to do with the regions. But oh man, I was not prepared. I don't have an answer. But that's um, okay. You have just given me our Valentine's Day episode, so that's what we'll do. Aphrodisiacs. There you go. That'll be a good one. Good yeah. idea. Um, I think a lot of it is like, why do we eat um, like ham for Easter? You know, or like. Mm-hmm. A huge turkey for Thanksgiving. We kind of just made it up. We literally made it up as we went. Like, yeah. those are what those are. Norman Rockwell was like, you know what would sound really nice? A big family dinner with sides and a giant turkey. And we're like, that seems reasonable. Or like the Christmas episode of Blender Kitchen. Um, we were talking about – Shameless plug. <laughs> we're talking about Dickensian Christmas foods. And – like Charles what? Dickens what? from Christmas oh, Carol. I was yes, like, yes, yes. what country is that? What country? <laughs> Jesus. No, Christmas Carol dinner. And that was literally where people read a Christmas Carol. I'm like, that sounds like a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. And then that just became the British Christmas dinner. Wow. They were just like, well, this is a thing now. And I think Valentine's Day is one of those things where people are like, you know, we could sell a lot more candy if we made people think that it would be this holiday. But that's completely well, unfounded. About I've it, done no research. Most people want a steak dinner, the chocolates with it, like a chocolate molten lava cake. That's a huge thing on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I don't know why. It's not a good cake. What? <laughs> Wait, what? I love a good molten chocolate cake, the one that has chocolate ooze out of it. I've uh, never had a good one of those. The cake is always dry. You know, I know somebody. I'll take you to this place, girl. We'll get you a good one. Okay. This might be, like, unrelated, but I know somebody who, like, they, they like, made one of those instant molten cakes in, like, the microwave, microwave? or whatever back in high school. The Dunkin' uh, And they like, they, like, ate it too fast, and they actually, like, burned their esophagus. I don't and they, like, like those couldn't ones. eat properly. I've like tried weeks. those mug cakes, and they're gross. Mug cakes are gross. You know why? At the end of the day, it still tastes like raw flour. Yeah, it doesn't taste right. You're just putting it in the microwave and you're, you're that's not, not how baking you're supposed to cook anything. It. No, that's not at all how you're supposed to cook it. Um, well, we are getting ready to come up on time. So I want to get to our closing segment before um, I forget it because I've been forgetting how to do this. Um, so our our closing segment is called How Do You Keep It Together? And the reason that we started this new segment was we really wanted to kind of find a way to get back to our roots of the show. And for those who come on the show, we want to hear, especially from them, how they keep it together in life. It could be whatever you think is how you keep it together through the day-to-days, through the highs, through the lows, um, the thing that keeps you grounded at the end of the day. So, Nicole, how do you keep it together? So we're going to get real personal for a minute. Do it. We love it. Um I have anxiety and depression, and so my biggest way of keeping it together is to remain medicated. Um, it's honestly been a huge help in just being a person. That's and awesome. It took a really long time for me to be able to like come to grips with like, no, I can't just muscle through this. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't therapy. Therapy is great, but for me, it wasn't enough. I did need that um, extra store bought chemical boost. Um, and honestly, that's how I keep it together. Like, that's how I'm able to go to work and be productive mm-hmm. at work and do my groceries and clean my house. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually gotten back into fostering dogs more because it just feels wow. like I, I can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. How does your cat feel about that? 
She actually loves dogs that are not interested in playing with her. (laughs) That makes sense. She's old. Yeah, she just wants to cuddle. She doesn't really like high energy dogs and she doesn't like dogs that think that it's playtime. She's she's like, no, this is my house. I when I that. first started, I she was like very finicky. But now it's like she, I've seen her beat dogs in the face. Like, no bitch. Oh my God. Know your place. Know your place. <laughs> know your place. Um yeah, but she's fine. Um but it's been I think that was the turning point for me was the fostering dogs mm-hmm. because I was like, oh, I'm like doing things that I enjoy again. It's kind of like when you have these things going on, you get so used to feeling a certain way in life. You don't realize that you've like kind of stopped living, you know, like you're just existing. And so it's really nice to get to a place where you can be like, oh, no, I am creative. You know, mm-hmm. I am supportive. I do like to go out. Right. And also I have like a great support network of friends and family. And I think that was really important and really helpful. There are a lot of people that I can lean on. Mm-hmm. And I honestly like it's not I didn't get to where I am now by myself, you know. And I think that's mm-hmm. also really important to remember. Yeah. Like sometimes it can feel like you're doing this all on your own and it is is something that you have to want. No one can want it for you. Right. But with support, um, with medication, if necessary, with therapy, it's possible to mm-hmm. begin to thrive again. Wow, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing yeah, that. Thank I know you. that was probably really personal, but that was beautifully put. Oh, Absolutely thanks. beautifully put. And it is important to like sometimes remember it's okay to have other things that help you. And I know there's like such a stigma with medication. I mean, I was medicated for a while. I've been on and off it for a long time, depending on like what's going on in my life and Mm -hmm. just various different things with it. But some people forget that it's okay to have that too. And I hate the negative stigma with it. Yeah. um, That people put on it like, and then I get why from being in that place of like, oh, why do I need this to help me? And it's like, well, it's helping me live a more fulfilling life. Yeah. And that's what it's about at the end of the day is feeling fulfilled. Yeah. What I – because my dad and I actually talk a lot about it and I was like, life doesn't have to be this hard. Like it doesn't have to be difficult, you know? Like if there's something – if there's something in your life that you feel makes it easier to do whatever it is that you've got to do and it's not harmful for you, do it. Mm -hmm. There's no need to to struggle, (laughs) you know? It's pulling you up instead of pushing you down. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That is amazing. I would say surround yourself with people who are pull-up friends or pull-up influences rather than those who push you down. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know? This tis the season to cut that negative shit out of your life. We're in a new decade now. Yes. It's important to remember that. This is not 2019 anymore. That's right. 2020. Oh it is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Bring back. The new decade. Yep. Well, by the time this comes out, we'll be in the new decade. I know. I know. I mean, I'm not there yet, obviously, but. We're coming at you from the past. Yes, <laughs> it's fine. I'm like doing some weird ass <laughs> hand thing. Um, but it is important. And I think there's been a really good um, social conversation going around about 2020. And it's like time to cut that negative shit out. Time to cut all of that stuff pulling you down out because we yeah. don't have time to bring this into not only a new year, but a new decade. Yeah. We're going into a new presidential election. There's a lot of important moving things about to happen in the world and we need to make sure that we're ready for all of it and we want to be the best versions of ourselves yep in the original 20s well in the 1920s it we we were beginning to drink real alcohol again we weren't just drinking liquid poison right women were were you know coming up becoming more people in the eyes of society by by hook or by crook let's bring back that amazing like full fledged, take no shit, take no yes. prisoners attitude, and live out twenty really twenty as strong been, as possible. I really think that take no shit attitude's been coming back. I mean, it's been almost a hundred years since it first came about. Yeah, and it you know what they say, history does repeat itself. True, and I think it's great that that attitude is coming up and sparking insightful conversations it's sparking a ton of political and environmental movements going on yeah and making people talk about things that make them uncomfortable or so to speak uncomfortable it's time for us to actually speak out and care about what's going on because we're the only people that can take care of it and make sure that we make it better and we make it better for the future generations to come i think honestly it is now that i think about it it's it's a little bit of a scary time to be a woman 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they keep taking like rights away. It is really scary. Like that. Yeah. We're back, you know, because they keep taking a lot of reproductive rights away. It's sad that these rights that people fought for a hundred years ago. Like we're still, are, we're right back where we started somehow. Like, we're yes. somehow fighting for them again. You know what's uh, really sad is it's actually really bad in Ohio. Um, yeah. I know. They they just passed that. I think they passed it or there was like a bill proposed. I think they that, passed it. Okay. Yep. Well, that, that really sucks because basically if you don't know what an ectopic pregnancy is, it's when your egg gets fertilized in your fallopian tube. Yeah. All right. That pregnancy is very dangerous for it's both not mom viable. and the baby. It's not viable. It will and not the mother, baby. The mother will die. The mother will they die. have that baby. Yeah. So, you know, of course, you you got to save the mom. But now it's a thing in Ohio that if you do not re-implant the egg into the uterus, everybody's going to get charged for murder. And here's the thing. I don't know. That egg isn't ready to be re- re-implanted. Well, that's that's not, not how that that's works. That's not how science works. You can't take a fertilized egg out and then put it back. It's not. That's not how that works. We don't know the a lot problem. about the human body, but we know how that works. And that's not how it works. The there are problem, books written about it. The problem is, is that we have these states that even though there's supposed to be a separation of church and state, these state governments are still bringing the church into it. But even here's but my even thing with the church and state stuff. If you're really looking at church deacons, I mean, I come from a really religious background with this. And I remember when I was in, because I went to Lutheran school, I went to Catholic school, I low-key was baptized Methodist. Like, I've been through it all. <laughs> and I remember when I was even in Catholic school, one of those religions that's considered to be so pro-life I remember being in one of the philosophy classes and asking, like, what happens if I become pregnant and they tell me my baby's going to die if I have it? What do you do then? And the priest said, unfortunately, you're in a situation where you have to abort that baby and you have to save your own life. And that's going to be more important. And he was considered a radical in the Catholic teaching yeah. because he wasn't looking out for the unborn child. He was looking out for the mother. And he goes, my beliefs are different because if there's somebody already living, me as a pro-life person, this was coming from him, like me as a pro-life person is going to want to save the one that's alive. Yeah. And the one that has that chance for life, if there's something it does not have a chance for life, sometimes you have to put aside your pride and save the one who is also going to die because why risk the death of two Rather than keep the life of one. And I was yeah. like, damn. Like, I, that hit. I was talking with my partner about this yesterday, actually. And it's like, it's all around. If you look at any of the policies, it's very clear that this has nothing to do with protecting life or oh, protecting hell women. No. It's about, it's about exercising controlling power. women. Yeah. Because, okay, say you get pregnant and... It's a danger to your health and you'll die and the fetus will die with you. You still have to remain pregnant, right? So it's like you don't want to be pregnant, but you are pregnant. You have to remain pregnant. Yeah. And it's also like you want to be pregnant because there's this issue of like forced unconsensual sterilization in some prisons. Um, so it's this thing of you want to be pregnant, but we don't want you to be pregnant. So you can't be pregnant, right? And it's like – Yeah. It's like it's- no education about – um how sex at all you know no access to safe um sex practices but still have kids like you can't create this impossible situation expect people to thrive right we're gonna take all of your resources away but you still have to procreate and it's like that's not how that works it's yeah it's definitely when you like take a step back and you look at it it's it's the way of the government just trying to control women i think that you know, they're getting so aggressive with it because I think that they feel threatened to the fact that maybe a woman, a, a woman, well, a woman, a woman, a woman could a woman. actually do a better job being a leader. And the men of this country, they don't like that because when you think about it, if men could have babies, here's if the... men could have babies, I'm just telling you, there would be birth control available for men from the very beginning. There would be abortion clinics on every corner. But here's the thing. There's devil's advocate. There's also, unfortunately, a lot of other women who are for this. And that's what scares me the most is that it's women 
don't have the confidence to speak out and say, hey, this is wrong or sadly agree that it's okay. Like people think it's only men and a large portion of it is. But there's also a lot of other women out there with those old fashioned beliefs of I just need to be the housemaker and procreate eight kids and nothing should be in the way of that. But everybody is different, literally, physically speaking. Not everybody is meant to have children and that's okay. Exactly. I just think that, look, I get it. I see the immorality behind abortion. I do. But at the end of the day, it does not affect me if another woman wants to get an abortion. It does not. So at the end of the day, it should be her choice over what she does with her body. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, her choice is not really going to affect you at all. It's like a lot of these different issues going on. Most of them don't affect me. I remember when um, Target was actually the first um, retail store to have the very first non-gender restroom. Um, It was mainly for a lot of trans people who were coming in and they wanted to have a restroom that was feel comfortable. Do you remember all those like news stories and whatnot? And I'm like, why are people so upset about this? If this person just wants to go to the bathroom in the bathroom that they choose to, I don't care. Let them go and do it. It's not going to affect me. It's only going to make them happier and make them feel whole and accepted. And I love that a store said, we're going to make sure that somebody has this so they can feel comfortable and that they can feel like themselves. Guys, I have a special announcement. Hmm. I'm running in 2020. My platform is... (laughs) Nicole Spencer for Congress. Uh, State representative. Love that. Honestly, actually, when you Mm -hmm. think about it, it's very important that um, we focus on electing into these smaller governments. Like, yes, the president is important, but we need to keep voting for these people to get into... Um, office you for need your the Congress states, for the to, Congress, for the Senate. That's what really matters. Those are the people who actually have influence to pass any of these bills that eventually become a law. Yeah, like if I'm actually, a- I'm actually considering keeping my ID Ohio. It. Like it expires in the spring, and keep it. I might keep it Ohio just so I can stay an absentee voter because Ohio is one of those swing states. Yeah, yeah. girl, keep it. I wish I had my Florida ID. I'm like, a I'm, now. I'm actually really disappointed in Ohio right now for what they're doing. I yeah. really am disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I have a campaign platform. It's really simple, super easy. Stay the hell out of other people's business. Love that. That's it. Yes. That's it. It's not the best. Stay out of their bedroom. Stay out of their bathroom. Stay out of their closet. If their choice is not hurting you, stay out. Stay out. Stay out of their kitchens. Stay out. They could come in my kitchen. I need help when I cook. Alyssa, that was not the place. I was kidding. All right, guys. Well, that wraps us up here for episode 2.8. Nicole, thank you so much for coming on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you you on finally. Anytime you're welcome back. Anytime you want to come on the show. And we'll later, not now, obviously, uh, we'll have to do some coordination. I would love to have you guys. Yes. I love food and I love talking about food, clearly. All right, guys. Well, that wraps us up here for episode 2.8. Once again, my name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 2.9. Later. Keeping it together. I'm sure it's what it takes to stop me going under. Stop the thunder at my door. Oh, yes, it's true. I need you. You have to.